uh, first of all, I just want to say thank you for all the people that's listening and chiming in. You didn't have to do it, but you did it anyway. So I appreciate you doing that. Hopefully that way, if we can learn how to agree to disagree, and we can live like people. When I make the hard topics, I say the hard things, I make the thing itch scratch. So if your itch is not scratching, and you're scratching on the itch, maybe you need to look yourself in the mirror. So I'm not here for no drama. I'm not here for no nothing. Just to learn, 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 and edify. This is from learning situations only. So I'm not here to get anybody's hairs up. So, again, thank you. And hopefully we can agree to disagree. Can we just talk? Can we just talk? Talk about where we're coming before we get lost? Let me up you know it really seems like every day since october 7th we are learning uh new information that at this point pretty much obliterates almost all of the initial claims made by israel and the idf forces in regards to the attack on october 7th Okay, perhaps one of the like most notable examples of this involves the 40 decapitated babies. You know, the initial shock value uh, put on that visual that it conjures up when you when you hear the descriptions of that happening, right? Only to find out that that um, report came from a single individual that was a representative of the IDF, who turned out to be a well-known propagandist, um, a, a, an extremist, um, and as the days you know, mowed on, even though we had a, obviously Biden come out and, you know, make it appear as though he had seen the videos and then the White House walks that back the next day. Um, that really was the initial story that really outraged people and was used as a justification for this, like, you know, explosive response from Israel. But now we're getting far enough along where it's not even so much just those like outrageous, really wild, shocking stories that are falling apart. I mean, the narrative around there being, um, you know, Hamas even being responsible for a large number of the civilian deaths that took place that day in Israel, it, it, that's even starting to fall apart. So I'm going to go through and read um, this thread, just go through this thread posted by this account over on Twitter um, about Israeli media quotes that prove that Israel was responsible for the death of, you know, some of its civilians. But as things start unfolding, um, it's reasonable to make the argument that uh, it's a significant portion of the civilian deaths. And based off of the justification and reasoning and logic that Israel uses um, with everything, even the onslaughts and the death of civilians inside of Gaza, um, even though it's them firing the, 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 the ammunition, dropping the bombs, even though it's them engaging this behavior, they constantly say it was Hamas. It's Hamas who's, who's, who's causing the devastation. It's Hamas that's killing them. But the point of me, you know, even mentioning that being the fact that Israel could know, actually know that they are responsible for a significant portion of the civilian deaths um, while saying it was Hamas. And while it doesn't mention it here in this thread, I also want to point out the fact that it also came out during this police investigation that the festival was supposed to have been over the day before the attack. Um, and so there's evidence that's come out now that shows that Hamas was not even aware that this festival would have been happening at that time. So it could not have been a target of some attack. That was that was the point or the conclusion that was drawn in the investigative report. So let's start with this one. And you may have, have heard this uh, recording about the individual she had uh, given an uh, interview very early on on a radio station uh, where she basically said, you know, she's asked, she's describing what happens. And the radio announcer, broadcaster person is actually surprised because she makes a reference to the fact that, you know, the civilians were killed by the crossfire or the uh, ammunition that was coming from Israel. 
Um, and when she made this, you know, kind of a vaguer statement, he said, wait, the terrorists shot them? And she said, no, they were killed by the crossfire. Understand there was very, very heavy crossfire. So he says, so our forces may have shot them. And she said, undoubtedly. Um, and this came from the Israeli state broadcaster, and there's actually a recording of it. Okay, and then in the same report done by Haaretz, um, this Israeli right here, this gentleman right here, was shot dead by the IDF. So the quote from the article says, he fended off terrorists who attacked his house, but was hit by soldiers' fire in the tragic incident. Another incident uh, is quoted, uh, this gentleman that's been spoken of here by his mom, I believe, um, was killed by IDF fire while driving on Route 4 on his way to one of the army bases. She says, on my child's body in the autopsy, there were 100 bullets. And reported by another Israeli news agency, the Apache pilots couldn't differentiate Israelis from Palestinians. Uh, quote, the pilots realized that they were there was tremendous difficulty in distinguishing within the occupied outposts and settlement who was a terrorist and who was a soldier or civilian. It's also reported that within three hours after the attack, some Apache pilots began firing without prior, prior approval. Some of them began to spray the terrorists with cannons on their own without authorization from superiors. Here we have a lieutenant colonel and IDF uh, Apache helicopter pilot admitting he may have killed civilians. He's quoted as saying, I chose such targets that I tell myself that the chance that I will shoot at, at abductees here as well is low. To tell you 100%, it's not. So when we're talking about the sheer magnitude of the amount of ammunition um, that was fired upon everybody, um, it involves 28 Apache helicopters exhausting all of their ammunition. So they unloaded all of their ammunition over this period of time. Um, these are hundreds of 30 millimeter cannon shells, um, as well as the Hellfire missiles. Uh, the paper Haaretz confirms IDF kills Israelis. Quote, an investigation into the incident also revealed that an IDF, IDF combat helicopter that arrived at the scene from the Ramat David base fired at the terrorists and apparently also hit some of the revelers who were there. And I do think it's really interesting that they actually use the word revelers. Um, as opposed to Israeli citizens or civilians. Uh, the choice of word there I find very interesting, and I just wanted to point that out. Because when you think about this from like a psychological approach, um, using a word like a reveler gives the impression of like a partier, right? A, a reveler. It, it's not the same thing. Like it gives a different image than just saying that this was an innocent Israeli civilian. Uh, this was a quote that came from somebody else. They said, at some point, the helicopter shot at the terrorist, the driver, and the others. There was screaming in the tuk-tuk. Uh, All the terrorists were dead, and we were alive except for one uh, except for one of the women with us. And then we all are probably aware of this, right? There was footage published by the military um, showing the combat helicopters striking and shooting at Palestinian terrorists infiltrating into Israel on the morning of October 7th. Okay, but we also know from the quotes that were found further up in this thread that they had no way of distinguishing who was who. Then we have IDF Brigadier General Avi Rosenfeld ordered an attack on his own base on the 7th. The division was compelled to request an aerial strike against the base itself in order to repulse the terrorists. I think this is a really interesting thing to think about when you consider um, the number of soldiers, of IDF soldiers that were actually killed on October 7th. Once again, they said it, it was Hamas that killed these individuals. Um, but, I mean, I would make a strong argument here that, you know, ordering attack on an actual military base, your own military base, uh, would produce a significant number of casualties if there were actually IDF soldiers stationed at the base, which you would have to imagine there was if they were defending against an attack. So now we're going to move to another uh, group of incidences that doesn't involve the helicopters, but involves tank shelling. And this is really important to keep in mind because early on, uh, there was an IDF spokesperson that gave an interview, one of the, the first interviews in front of a house that was completely destroyed. I mean, it, the, the whole front of the house had been completely demolished. And he pointed inside and started making claims about there being uh, children and babies burned alive inside of these buildings. Well. You know, Hamas didn't have tanks. They didn't have any type of artillery or ammunition that could have caused that kind of damage. Um, and you see here, specific to these tanks, the commanders in the field made difficult decisions, including shelling houses of their occupants in order to eliminate the terrorists along with the hostages. Here's some tank blasted homes while the captives were potentially inside. Uh, this is a quote from Lieutenant Colonel, this guy, uh, who's an Israeli tank commander. I arrived at the 
Beery to see uh, Brigadier General Barack Haram, and the first thing he asked me is to fire a shell into a house uh, where Hamas is sheltering. He says, quote, the first question that comes to your mind is, are there hostages there? We did all the preliminary checks before we decided to fire a shell into the house. Well, if Hamas was in these homes, how did the IDF confirm there were no hostages? And we also know last week that uh, Mark Regev gave an interview. He's the Israeli ambassador to the UK. And in it, he talked about why they had revised the number, the civilian death numbers down. Um, and he says they're actually bodies that were so badly burnt, we thought they were ours. In the end, apparently, they were Hamas terrorists. Right. If the body, the damage to the body and the effect of the attack was the exact same, they were indistinguishable, then that would lend itself to the argument that they were both killed uh, the same way. And then, of course, we have this guy right here who is the head of the religious Zionist party, Bezalel Smotrich. He's also the finance minister who, in a meeting on October 7th with high-ranking officials, said, hit Hamas brutally and not take the matter of the captives into significant consideration. It's well, just when we thought we had reached the bottom of the barrel, the lowest of low of these people's crazy, the Israeli ambassador to the UN, Mr. Gilead Erdan, has just willingly, gleefully and proudly popped open a trap door to reveal a hundred level parking deck lurking below. Mm -hmm. Because according to him, he just bashed South Africa's libelous case against Izzy. The only body that should be on trial at the hog is the UN. Oh boy, oh boy, I'm telling you, you might want to mentally prepare yourself for this little one minute clip that he posted of this bashing. Israel is the only country that is bashed at every human rights council session. Bash the Jews and make news. Like in the General Assembly, Israel has more resolutions passed against it at the Human Rights Council than any other country by a long shot. One-third of all commissions of inquiry ever established by the Council have been to investigate Israel, the only liberal democracy in the Middle East. Just when Israel thought that the UN had hit rock bottom, this organization proved us wrong. South Africa's libelous case at the ICJ is the epitome of the UN's dystopian reality. Anyone who looks at the facts on the ground can see that South Africa's case is baseless. Hamas is the one that declares publicly and seeks to commit genocide against Israelis, not the other way around. The body that should truly be sitting on trial is the UN. The UN is an accomplice of terrorists. Mm. I mean... I really feel like we're at the point now where we don't even really need to do or say anything anymore because these people have become so, um, so triggered. They, they are experiencing so much cognitive dissonance from all of the evidence and all of the things they are, they are so humiliated. They are so shocked that the entire world has turned on them so quickly. Like we are, we have reached this point where these people have become so detached from reality, they have absolutely lost all ability, all ability to reason, to think, to think logically, to think rationally, that they just don't even understand how it is that stuff like this right here exposes them in ways that nothing you or I could ever say could come close to exposing. I mean, he really posted this and referenced the fact that there have been more UN resolutions, there have been more UN Security Council resolutions, there has been more uh, independent investigations, investigations by the Human Rights Councils um, against Israel than any other country. Actually, there's been more UN resolutions and Security Council resolutions alone that have been passed uh, than all other countries combined. But he just gets up there and says that as though it's evidence of there being some bias um, or people are picking on Israel because it's this it's the Jewish state. When the fact of the matter is, very obviously, it is because they have been doing the exact same things to a lesser degree, which is just shocking to even think about because what they were doing was already terrible for the last, literally for the last 75 years. So since they became uh, a state, like these people, they are so... They are so detached from reality that that is absolutely, they 100% believe that all the resolutions, all the investigations, all of the stuff that has happened 
quite consistently for decades, or decades upon decades, they actually believe that that is why it's happening. They, they actually believe it's just because the UN is like, doesn't like them and it's just picking on them because they're Jews or from the Jewish state. I mean, it doesn't even cross their minds that it is on account of the fact that they are actually doing more, have done more, are engaging in more human rights violation and have been doing it for longer than any other country on earth. Like imagine describing everything that you say is what proves that Hamas are the terror war machine. That is a 100% fitting description of exactly what Izzy has, is and has been exposed to the world as being. While fully believing that everything you said bashed South Africa, bashed the UN, when the only thing you bashed was Izzy and the entirety of the Zionist global network. Like at this point, we can just sit back and do nothing. These people are going to take themselves down quicker, quicker and more epically in a way, like I promise you, we, we could never accomplish with our words, with things we said. I mean, the only body that should be on trial at the hog is the UN. I mean. <laughs> Revelation three and nine. Behold, I will make them of the synagogues of Satan, which say they are Jews and are not, but do lie. Behold, I will make them to come and worship before thy feet, and to know that I have loved thee. Revelation 2 and 9 I know thy work and tribulations and poverty, but thou art rich. And I know the blaspheme of them which say they are Jews and are not, but are the synagogues of Satan. Did I hear you correctly saying that the atrocities that we are speaking about, the beheading of children, that those are fake news, that it's not true? Is that the position of the South African government? I want to ask you now. Yeah. No, it is evidence that has been provided by a range of non-governmental organizations, both in Israel and Palestine, because we don't only speak to Palestinians, we speak to peace-loving Israelis as well. And we know that there's a lot of fake news that attempts to cast Palestinians in a bad light. And it has been admitted, even from the White House spokesperson, that that statement that was made at the highest level was actually proven not to be factual. So, Honorable Member, I've responded to your question. And it's important, as I said at the start of my contribution, that when we speak on these matters, let us speak being honest and factual. The facts are the people of Palestine are denied the right to exist as human beings. They are denied the right to enjoy the freedoms and the rights we so love as South Africans. The rights and freedoms we fought so hard for. The rights and freedoms we united on as a diverse South African people. Today, some of us in this house belong, believe these rights belong to some and not to others. That is not the South African way. We believe all human beings enjoy the right to exist in freedom, enjoying justice and humanity. And that is the message that has to come out of this house. This house cannot stand up for abuse, cannot stand up for the infringement of other human beings, no matter who those human beings are. We've never sought retribution. I have the story of my grandfather died of a broken heart. He was a tailor and he had worked very hard, his fingers down to the skin, to make enough money to buy a house in Durban. And they got that house, my grandfather and my grandmother. Two years after they got it, the area was declared a white area. They lost that house without compensation and he essentially died of a broken heart. I have no retribution because today, I'm part of seeking to build a better South Africa. And our role must be to seek to build a better world. That that benefit we enjoy 
of human rights, of a fantastic constitution, of having institutions that are democratic and work for all of us. That privilege is not just for us. It must be for everyone. And in any debate we have, if we are true to ourselves, if we are true to our history, if we are true to what we've achieved, we will stand up and say what is being done to the people of Palestine is wrong, is intolerable, and we will not pretend to accept it. If anything good has come out of this horrific war, it's that the moral depravity of the so-called rules-based order has been exposed to the masses. The mask has fallen from the neoliberal class. For far too long, liberal Western politicians have tried to convince us that they live by the standards of human rights, democracy, and freedom of speech. These are the same individuals and countries that say Israel has a right to defend itself against the world's largest concentration camp. Our so-called Western leaders in Washington, in London, in Brussels have weaponized human rights. They've weaponized democracy to promote humanitarian wars and to expand their settler colonial projects. But let's not forget that this is the same ruling class that brought us the wars in Iraq, in Afghanistan, in Libya, in Somalia, and they're the same ruling class that have given us and pushed for the brutal maximum pressure campaigns, sanctions and regime change operations against sovereign countries like Syria, Iran, Venezuela, Cuba, and so many more countries who are resisting Western imperialism. Israel's war in Gaza is just an outward and blatant expression and representation of what the neoliberal class represent. A bloodthirst for war that fuels the military-industrial complex. Lockheed Martin and Raytheon, two weapons manufacturers, applaud this genocide. Think tanks that are funded by these weapon manufacturers draft the war policies and hand them to our politicians to make these wars inevitable. We see dead children. They see their stock prices go up. But it's clear, no matter how many millions of dollars that they spend to manufacture consent for their wars and support for Israeli apartheid, Palestinians have won the hearts and minds of humanity. Never have I personally seen in my lifetime such global dissent and awakening to Israel's propaganda war in Gaza. We are witnessing a global enlightenment. Millions upon millions of people have taken to the streets. Mass sit-ins at our elected, office, elected officials' offices have been organized and mass boycotts of monolithic corporations. The massive coffee company Starbucks lost $12 billion in a matter of just one month from our global boycott campaign. We have to disrupt their money-making mechanisms that make these wars possible. The capitalist system that we live under today is meant to make us feel powerless. But we have the power in our hands to disrupt their money-making mechanisms and stop this war. And guess what? It's working and Israel knows it. The architects of the wars know, th know this. And that's why today, Israel is spending literally millions of dollars on propaganda, on an information war to manufacture consent. Gaza as we know it no longer exists. This is an annihilation. This is a genocide. We will rise 
We will stand up again from the midst of destruction, as we have always done as Palestinians, though this is by far maybe the biggest blow we have received. But he said, no apologies will be accepted after the genocide. What has been done has been done. I want you to look in the mirror and ask, where was I when Gaza was going through a genocide? South Africa is here before this court in the Peace Palace. It has done what it could. It is doing what it can by initiating these proceedings. Cryptically warning that the response will be much more than attacking U.S. ships in the sea. Wow. So receiving threats from Yemen now as well. So also keep in mind the fact that just one of these nations, they're all, they're all linked together. So there's Yemen, uh, Jordan, there's uh, um, Iran, all of these different ones that are saying they're giving warnings now, saying that they might actually respond back to the United States. And they're threatening the United States. Now, let me know your thoughts in the comments. I think it's very interesting to have some of what what some people might consider some of these smaller nations in the Middle East actually having the, the audacity, the goal to threaten the United States to try to provoke us into war. Um, a lot of people saying that they feel like these other nations, they have been emboldened as they say that it seems like the United States keeps getting attacked and we have weak responses back. But now um, this aggressive response coming and now also more threats coming from uh, the Yemen as well. Now, a senior military official said that the Pentagon has thus far not seen any sign of retaliatory actions by the Houthis as of Thursday night so far. So they were just hit today. The United States did this attack by land, air and sea. Um, very aggressive attack back and they're saying so far no response. A senior U.S. administrative official signaled that there could be more actions to come against the Houthis as well. So the United States might also do further attacks. Now, this may will not be the last word on the topic, the administrative official said. And when we have more to say and more to do, you will hear from us. Now, U.S. warned of consequences. Now, on Thursday, today, U.S. Secretary of State, U.S. Secretary of the State, Anthony Blinken, warned while traveling in the region that if it doesn't stop, there will have to be consequences. And unfortunately, it has not stopped. So they're saying that there is more to come. Blinken also said that he doesn't believe that the war in Gaza is escalating into a regional conflict, even as he warned of a lot of danger points. Now, while in the region, Blinken visited Bahrain, home of the U.S. Naval Forces Central Command and the Navy's Fifth Fleet. An important aspect of Blinken's trip to the Middle East was to tell regional leaders that if U.S. takes military action against the Houthis, it should be seen as defensive, not escalatory, according to the senior State Department officials. So, sounds like they already had this plan. They were going around warning that if attacks took place, we are simply defending ourselves. This is not us escalating tensions in the Middle East. So, <laughs> going through this week making these warnings and then the attacks taking place today thursday now on wednesday the united nations security council passed a u.s and japan-led resolution condemning <clears throat> in the strongest terms the at least two dozen houthi attacks on merchant and commercial vessels since november 19th of 2023 and demanding that the houthis immediately cease all such attacks 11 countries voted in favor of the resolution four abstained including china and russia a Western diplomat told CNN that the U.S. accommodated some of China's requests on the language of the resolution. Now, U.S. strikes in Yemen are not unprecedented, according to the Council on Foreign Relations. The U.S. has conducted nearly 400 airstrikes in Yemen since 2002. Now, in Yemen, officials say that there are concerns at what a strike against the Houthis would protend for the region. Declassified U.S. intelligence shows that Iran uh, has been deeply involved in coordinating the Houthi attacks on commercial and merchant ships. So they're saying... Iran is to blame, including providing information about shipping vessels passing through the waterways. Among the U.S. concerns about taking direction action in, direct action inside Yemen is also the risk of upsetting a carefully brokered truce in the war in Yemen between the Houthis and Saudi Arabia, which the U.S. officials previously told CNN the Biden administration considers one of its most significant foreign policy achievements. Now, there are concerns about a prolonged conflict, and we've received warning from Israel letting us know this is not going to end. We heard that the U.S. could potentially withdraw their support from Israel. Uh, we had heard that they had about three weeks, which was till the end of the year. The new year is here, and the U.S. is still supporting Israel at this time. So it looks like uh, you know it's kind of up in the air. Will the U.S. continue to support Israel? And they've been putting pressure. We actually heard in a speech recently from President Joe Biden while he was in South Carolina, um, some people interrupt the speech shouting, cease fire now. And he actually responded back and said, I'm actually at this time 
pushing Israel to stop. However, we got a response back from the nation of Israel saying, prepare yourselves for a long drawn out war. We are nowhere near the end of this. And they're actually planning to rotate troops in and out, letting people know they are preparing for several months more of war, that this will not stop anytime soon. Now, some American officials feared a direct attack on the Houthis in Yemen would be precisely what the group craved, drawing the U.S. into direct engagement with the Iranian proxy group and potentially committing its forces to a more prolonged conflict. Still, Biden's attempts at deterrence had done little to prevent the Houthis from continuing their attacks on commercial and merchant ships transiting the Red Sea. Now, a significant turning point came around New Year's when the U.S. Navy helicopters shot and sank three Houthi boats in self-defense, ending the lives of those aboard. It was the first direct engagement between the United States and the Houthis since the start of the conflict and prompted Biden to convene his national security team for a secure briefing call while he was on vacation in the U.S. Virgin Islands. That joint statement was issued on January 3rd, so that was just about a week ago, saying that the Houthis will bear the responsibility of the consequences should they continue to threaten people's lives, the global economy, and the free flow of commerce in the region's critical waterways. Now, this again, I let you know, they said was the final warning. While not describing the statement as a red line, Biden and his team recognized the language would essentially cryptically warning that the response will be much more than attacking. Just talk, can't we just talk, talk about where we're coming Before we get lost, let me your thoughts Can't get what we do without knowing When I'm home chilling the world, I stay tuned to the famous podcast It's the hottest message out there when I'm home, chilling, I'm always tuning in to say, he has the hottest podcast out there. Oh, yes, very informative. When I'm home, Chilla, I'm always tuned in to Fade. He has the hottest podcast out here. When I'm home, Chilla, in the world, I stay tuned to the Fade podcast. It's the hottest message out there. divine family you know who you are you know what your assignment is and you know what you've been called to do uh, we're here to do a work and I'm speaking to you right now with all the things that are going on around the world you have to be aware and understand that they are here the dark entities are especially here because the light is here also. Who am I speaking of when I speak of the light? I'm speaking of your divine escorts, your heavenly bodies that have been assigned to you to take you from one stage to the next. For we know that the kingdom of heaven has descended. It first comes spiritually before natural manifestation. We are all spirit first. So with the things that had just gone on in um, Miami, I've seen many videos where people are saying, oh, well, it's blue beam. Everything's not blue beam. And discernment is key. I always say that. You have to discern when it's blue beam and when it's not. 
During the winter solstice, many of us have been in serious battle, one attack after another. It was relentless. The enemy was sending the counterfeit spirits into where I work, wherever I was, one after the other. I've never seen so many demons in the vessels that Satan has chosen in one week. So I need you to understand something that is happening because there's a change and an elevation that is happening also. So as I stated, they are here. The darkness is here. The um, angelic hosts, they're here. And if you have no fear, then you ask them to reveal themselves to you. Earth angels, I'm talking to you. You are about to be introduced to your heavenly angels. I had an experience myself. And um, these angels are energy right now because they're coming in in a way that is moved under the unction of the Holy Spirit. And they have to first identify, um, or you have to identify who they are. And only discernment will give you the clues. I'm not gonna mention exactly what happened to me, but rest assured, the cavalry is here. Hmm. The angelic hosts are here. And if you will go in prayer and ask them to reveal themselves to you, they will do so. Those who are operating in fear, speaking those who were at Miami, it was a lot of craziness, a lot of pandemonium. Um, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. We wrestle against these entities. We haven't seen anything yet. We haven't seen anything yet. Uh, but they're here to torment evil. They're here to torment evil. So the people of the Most High shouldn't have fear because we have authority over these entities. We have authority. So when you rest in that, you will know that um, they can't harm you. They can't do anything to you. As a matter of fact, a lot of the entities stay away from you. They're afraid of you. <laughs> Harness that authority that you have. But I did want you to understand Earth Angels. This is your mother speaking. Earth Angels. The Divine Feminine is speaking through me. Do not be afraid. For the angels come to bring you comfort. They come to bring you light. They come to bring you wisdom and guidance and understanding. They also come to destroy. So, do not be in fear. Do not worry. But, um, yeah, there's some divine changes that are taking place. And if you hear the voice of Mother Ruach, you hear the voice of Father, and you hear the voice of the Anointed One who was sent to you, you will be all right. You all take care. I love you. After that, then what happens is, is the culture, the next three demons show up. The first is Asmodeus. He's the demon of homosexuality in men. Then there's the demon of Leviathan, which is the demon of homosexuality in men, but of the masculine kind. These are the women who are heavy on the heels, we would say. Okay. Then there is the spirit of Lilith, which is the more seductive form of female homosexuality. 
after those after those have gained ascendancy in a culture which by the way if you look at the cultures every single culture is pushed in this direction okay so uh, historically not just ours but historically this is always the progression once you have fornication you end up with contraception and then the upshot of that is uh, homosexuality and then abortion Balfamed is the fifth one and he's the demon of child sacrifice abortion in our culture think of this they shot down the fornication laws and so they delivered us into the hands of Baal they should then they had Roe versus Wade and delivered us into the hands of Balfamed and then they allowed gay marriage and so now our country politically is in the hold of the top five demons in hell other than Satan. So see, we, 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 hold on, let me take, let me, let me take the damn glasses off. If you know, you know. We're aware of the bullshit. We're aware of the lies. We're aware of all these fake maps, the fake directions. We're aware of your spells. We're aware of your wordplay. We are aware of these illusions. <laughs> That's what y'all really gotta. That too. Okay. We're very aware. We see clearly. We hear clearly. We know clearly. We're not crazy. We're not losing our mind. We're not lost. <laughs> we didn't, we, we, we fall from lost, baby. We is found. Okay. Y'all have got us completely fucked up. Completely fucked up. <laughs> we see y'all bullshit. We're not going for it no more. The fake narratives, the poisoning, the lies, the greed, the crimes against humanity. We're aware of it all. And those who aren't aware, they're finding out. They're becoming aware. Y'all know y'all time is up. The last minute tactics that y'all are doing at this point is really sad. <laughs> it's really sad. And, um, <laughs> we here and we're ready. We're ready. We're ready. <laughs> we're ready. So what's up? When I said enough is enough 20 videos ago, I meant that. The people have had enough. What else was today's years old when they found out that Black Friday is actually a ritual that they use to celebrate the day that they would sell Afri African-American people, people for half price, the day after Thanksgiving. How inhumane can this holiday tradition, this country that still uphold this shit, be? Back in the days of slavery, the African-American slaves would cook up a nice Thanksgiving turkey meal for their masters and entertain them throughout the night. They would force the slaves to entertain their friends and family, who would then vote on which slave was the best entertainer and which was worst. The loser were then sold at auction the next day, which they called Black Friday. The slave purchasers knew the day following Thanksgiving there would be an auction, so that go prepared for the sale. They would get up early every morning, hoping they would be the first one in line, similar to today's Black Friday. Hundreds would show up hoping they could be the first to purchase the slaves that were on sale. This was the one day out of the year that the slaves were reduced in price. You pay on that damn devil. And so we got to stop this shit. We got to deal with this beast. We got to look him in his eye and deal. And don't give a fuck how much fear is in your heart. What this motherfucker gonna do to us is 
a million times worse. So we might as well go, while we got the numbers to fight this motherfucker, we better use them to win. Not to continue, continuous, let this motherfucker to take off numbers every year. Numbers, cutting down our numbers. So we so weak, we can't fight him. You see what I'm saying? But the message is clear. We are divine. We are from the sun. We are the sun children. Them is crackers, they cave bees. Two diametric opposites. And we must send his ass back up into them caves. He has destroyed everything we ever built up. And so we must end this madness and not allow him to ever do this to our women, to our children. It's a disgrace. It, it's on us today as the descendants. You know, we are the descendants of our, our forefathers that dropped that ball. So every generation that go by, we inherit that responsibility, that mistake. We inherit that from our forefathers because we have not set it straight. So we got to set this shit straight. Ain't no motherfucker cracker could tell us what to do for our woman. Fuck that. Fuck his con constitution. Anything written or anything orally spoken from the peck of wood is garbage. You never let no man tell you how to, how to treat your own daughter and your own mama. You know, that's our manhood that we got to develop. So to the young brothers out there, sisters, you are divine. The war is a holy war, okay? And the war of terror is on us. And we got to do whatever the fuck we got to do to win that war. We don't have no friends. Many of us can't even look in the motherfucking mirror and find a friend. In self. So you know you ain't gonna find none out there. And so that's black power. We have no friends. We must be friends, not only friends, we got to be comrades for life. We got to go to the death with this shit. This ain't no game. When this shit pop off, you know who team you on. Don't be fidgeting, motherfucker. We got motherfuckers that been to wars and everything. It's some motherfuckers out here to tighten this shit up. So don't be just, just have your eyes, your ears open. Them brothers gonna appear, just like in Harriet's and Tubman's and all type of other brothers and sisters that did it back then, they gonna do it today. Just have your eyes and ears open and go to a hey, ultimate war for the black race. We got to win it. We can't lose. Cause we lose, it's it. So we must win at all costs. I don't give a fuck who you offend. Offend they ass. But tell them babies what the fuck it is. And then on top of that, show them life. Show them them great, that's what Egypt is about. Show them them queens up there on the wall. And show them them great kings with all that gold. And when his woman was his God, that's when he had the gold. When his woman was his mama was his God, he had the gold. He got everything else now. He holy, but he broke. See? Ain't got shit. You better look at that. This your brother Sarasu said he said, nigga, wake the fuck up. Sarasu said he said, nigga, wake the fuck up. The revolution is not coming. It's already here. They know. They know who we are. They know whose land it is. They know who the invaders are. They know who the land squatters are. Now I want you to hear what this guy is saying. And this is what I've been telling my people for a long time. A lot of people thought that I was delusional. Thought that, man, this dude here, he in the imaginational world. But I want you to listen what this guy said. Now he gonna do it under the guise of communists. But you must understand these people invaded our lands, took our lands, made laws and legislations against us to not benefit from the land. When every corporation here is supposed to be paying you monthly to do business on your land because you are the sole heir of this land. The United States is a corporation. They're the number one person, the people that's supposed to be paying the indigenous American Indian, which is the so-called Negro, money to do business here and every other corporation as well. But it's happening and it's nothing nobody can do. And I want you to hear this. We are in the 12,000 year sun cycle, which is the return of the real son of God. It's a time period, not a man, where we 
the original people of the planet, the firstborn, rise back to the top and we get everything that was stolen from us back. Now, I want you to hear what this guy say. This is where we're at right now and the, the end of 2023. We're in the next phase of the communist takeover of America. And where this is going, folks, is eventually we will reach the point of land confiscation. They will pass a slavery reparation law and the government will say, Washington doesn't have the money for this. And Washington didn't do this to the black people. The white people did it. We are going to have to nationalize land owned by white people. Don't think they can't do it. I'm telling you, my friends, I'm telling you this is the plan. They're going to pass a national reparation law that requires the confiscation of land owned by white people as just compensation for slavery. And the whitest of the white are Trump followers. Trump white Christians who voted for Trump. They will be the very first ones to lose their homes, their farms, their ranches, their businesses. But this is where we're at right now and and the end of 2023. We're in the next phase of the communist takeover of America. And where this is going, folks, is eventually we will reach the point of land confiscation. They will pass a slavery reparation law and the government will say, Washington doesn't have the money for this. And Washington didn't do this to the black people. The white people did it. We are going to have to nationalize land owned by white people. Don't think they can't do it. I'm telling you, my friends, I'm telling you this is the plan. They're going to pass a national reparation law that requires the confiscation of land owned by white people. Now, I want you to understand when you start to understand what these ancient books are saying about Jacob being woke up in the end time and what was done to them will be done to the others. I want you to really dig in and get into your Akashic records, your DNA records. Remember, they took everything from you. This don't have nothing to do with no communism. You got to understand all of these people, these Caucasian invaders, these Mongolian and Siberian land squatters have treaties on this land to withhold all of yours. While they build generational wealth, those days are over. Too long, a small group in our nation's capital has reaped the rewards of government while the people have borne the cost. Washington flourished, but the people did not share in its wealth. Politicians prospered but the jobs left and the factories closed. The establishment protected itself, but not the citizens of our country. Their victories have not been your victories. Their triumphs have not been your triumphs. And while they celebrated in our nation's capital, there was little to celebrate for struggling families all across our land. That all changes starting right here. It's not look like a traditional UFO, like a sphere or a saucer, but this shape has been seen since the beginning of UAP or UFOs. Call it the jellyfish UAP. in thermal. It was filmed on a weapons platform. You see that there's a dog there. See the animals are black. I'm assuming this is black hot. You see the object just went to white and you'll see it going from white to black, white to black. And that's basically showing the heat differentials. It's going like hot and cold, hot and cold. problem was the optics platform was jammed. These individuals who target with these platforms, they can shoot out an Al-Qaeda tire at 27 miles away, but not being able to lock it was one of the first signs that something's weird. I was able to find direct eyewitnesses and corroborate that this event did happen. When individuals would target in on it with the optics, 
the way it was described, each of these hanging things, they were stiff, like they weren't moving. They had geometric form, like scales, what was said to be scales, like an armor. There were also people with night vision who were out and they were tasked to, to go look for it, couldn't see it on the night vision, only in the thermal spectrum could it be seen. But anything that looks like that appears to have a payload, that's a big deal. It could be dangerous, so these are high priority. But what happened is there were a couple other nations involved and the feeds were shut, just shut immediately. So that put me on high alert too. Why is it completely being shut down? But that's not all it did. It goes out over a body of water. I'm told it stops on a dime, descends into the water, stiff into the water. And for 17 minutes, nothing. And boom, this thing comes up out of the water and shoots off at 45 degrees, just like that. It looks very much like what I've heard that has made incursions into nuclear facilities because I know for sure, fact of the matter, there is footage from inside a nuclear facility. And I'll just say it, Pantex, that's the one, man. Something that appears identical to this moves between these nuclear silos and shot off again at a 45 degree angle. What it is, I don't know, but now, when it goes over a body of water, I do have some footage of that. This is when that same object, a jellyfish UFO, goes out over this, this like you kind of get an idea by that distance now how far these optic systems can reach. When it gets to that point where it's over the water, every source that I have talked with who is aware of this footage, that footage exists. You've got a UFO or UAP, descends into the water stiff, comes back up, and then shoots off 45 degrees. Now, this was taken by an intelligence agency and, and buried. So I don't know, man, these are the cases that spark me. I Formulate a, you think it's possible? UFOs and yeah. UAPs? What, do I think what's possible? That those could be generated by a life form off planet? Absolutely. I'm with you, man. Absolutely. Thanks. I also think it could be from this planet. Oh, there's a lot of that. So. But here's what I saw just on the open source stuff. Like they're like, we had 241, I'm making that up, you know, 241 anomalous incidents of which 228 we have determined were the result of you know whether it was op it was us opposition some something funny going on right i'm like okay you know what about the other 13 or whatever like i don't know man hmm i don't know i think we're gonna know a lot more sooner than later but um because uh, they seem to they seem to keep coming around and and hit the media and it's getting a lot of attention right now. And I don't they ain't gonna listen, is they? They ain't gonna listen. They ain't gonna listen. I've been telling y'all. In New York, I told you to get out, right? What the government right do doing this right now is showing you they finna replace you and force you out of your house and put the migrants in. They finna start locking regular people up in New York and then allowing the migrants to move into their home. This gentrification on a whole nother scale. They bringing in, they trying to put in a new America and it don't involve no Americans. Y'all being replaced. I showed y'all this and I told y'all this. Right now, starting in places like New York and California, they're going to put laws in for the migrants. Do you see how that they're allowing migrants to be police officers? People who've never paid any taxes now have the authority to arrest you and you the American. Y'all don't even see it. It's starting in New York and California and then it's going to hit Texas. Everybody it's finna get replaced.
leaders and politicians around the world stay away from Israelis. It doesn't matter if you are African, European, Asian, South American, Middle Eastern, or whatever faith you believe in. This is not about any religion or any racial bigotry. This is about you, your career, your dignity, that of your family, and your national sovereignty. For several years now, Israel has been slowly but surely trying to rule the world by entrapment and blackmail. They simply threaten to expose your darkest, most private secrets to the public if you do not do as they say. That is why even in genocide you can see the compromised Western politicians and business elites still standing with Israel, even as some of them are genuinely heartbroken inside after seeing all the dead, innocent uh, Palestinian children. Yes, the blackmail operation is real and they started by targeting American, UK and European politicians. The most powerful countries first and then spreading progressively to the rest. Remember, just stay away from Israelis if you are a politician or if you work for your government. They will dig up your secrets while smiling with you and entertaining you and then blackmail you with the evidence of your sins for their own projects to control you and your country and thus get a step closer to controlling the whole world. For those who need proof, I am putting the link to this developing story in the description. Thank you. Please share this message far and wide. This is a wake-up call, all of America, all of Europe. You are next. How many on the terror watch list got in? We don't know the answer to that question. That is very dangerous uh, as a national security expert, which is what the FBI Director Ray talked about coming from Hamas. The ongoing war in the Middle East has raised the threat of an attack against Americans in the United States here on our own soil. Some pretty incredible developing news in the past 24 hours. Breaking news coming out that things are intensifying with the U.S. and Iran, with the war going on between Israel and Hamas in the Middle East. The U.S., they're saying, will be next for attacks. And we've already heard this warn from the FBI and now from hostage family members saying the U.S., you are next on the list. Take a look at the articles coming out in the past 24 hours. U.S. forces under fire in the Middle East as America slides towards the brink. This just coming out three hours ago. Now, the U.S. yesterday evening carries out airstrikes in eastern Syria targeting IRGC and Iranian-backed groups' weapons storage facilities. Now, the U.S. is striking Iran, and this is happening because U.S. Reaper drones shot down near Yemen by Iranian-backed Houthi militants, defense officials say, and we're hearing that the attacks against the U.S., are intensifying. That is right. The warnings by the U.S. to Iran not to attack us, while well, Iran actually has stepped up their attacks. Take a look at this. Iran-backed groups threaten to expand the Gaza war as they step up attacks on Israel and the United States. And we're hearing that Iran has taken the threats by the Biden administration as empty. And with every threat for them to stop, they are increasing their attacks on us. And take a look. Just four days ago, I let you know that Iran says that the U.S. will be hit hard if there is no ceasefire in Gaza. And we saw the Iranian foreign minister on U.S. soil at the U.N. meeting tell the United States in front of all the U.N. that you will not be spared from the fire if this war in Gaza does not stop. And what we're hearing is this war is nowhere close to over. Things are intensifying between the U.S. and Iran. Now, I'm going to share with you the latest breaking news coming out in the past 24 hours so you know exactly what's going on. And a lot of people are saying this is going to lead to World War III as things are intensifying around the world. Now, I know this is not the news that anybody wants to hear. But if you appreciate the knowledge, yes, warnings that the U.S. is next, and some are saying that we could be looking at World War III. Let's go ahead and dive right in. This facility warehouse in Syria. Well, this came just hours after Iranian. This is a wake-up call. Born, my baby, Israel, my first born, my baby. I woke you up in your lane and got 
positivity. I do not change. I want you to remember me. Laws and commandments, I gave you the remedy. Go read the testimonies for your memory. I said them problems, but you wasn't hearing me. I come to you if you really come near to me. I heard your cry, now it's time to take it to me. I'm the one got you from all of your enemies. Who you know open the sea? Them waters were bitter, but I made it sweet. Case you ain't know how to swim. I'm, I'm your protector, so I made you walk on your feet. This a reminder you married to me. I just want you to be all I called you to be. They called you niggas, but I made you priests. I'm about to give you back everything. I'm sending plagues for you. I'm sending boys drying up rivers. I leave them dead for you. Tell Pharaoh, let my people go. You heard what I said for you. Tell Pharaoh, let my people go. You heard what I said for you. You, you only ever know. Y'all the main ones I'm watching on my throne. Created everything, but I called you my own. That land I gave you, put my name in my home. Yeah, that's my home. Israel. I'm the reason you in the captivity. We made a covenant, you ain't remember me. You broke the covenant, I sent your enemy. Get out my land since you was in fear of me. I'm, I'm, I'm the reason they put you in chains.